And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess here. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a wonderful, wonderful surprise here today. I thought since we're in the off season of the AFLW, I would try to reach out and find a way to chat with some AFLW players. And today I have the pleasure of talking to from the North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos, Miss Daisy Bateman. Daisy, it is great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Um, like I always like to do in my, in my chats with people uh, when I do this, I like to kind of find out who the person I'm talking to besides footy. I think we all love footy. We all like talking about it. But let's find out a little bit more about who Daisy Bateman is. Cool. So I'm 21 years of age. Um, I grew up in Melbourne, Victoria. I uh, went to school here um, and I got drafted to North Melbourne in, um, when I was 18. So just after I finished school. Uh, outside of football, I'm a uni student. I'm studying um, a Bachelor of Media and Communications um, at a university called RMIT, uh, which is in the city of Melbourne. Uh, I work uh, two jobs. Um, I actually edit for the AFL. I'm a video producer there. So um, I collate all of the match highlights for some of the games on the weekends. And then I'm also working at North in the media team. So I work at North Melbourne at the, at the club. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my life outside of football, but I guess it coincides with life inside of football too. Well, you're just a, a football maniac. You can never get away with it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. Okay, so we'll go to this. I, I love. I, I'd love to find this out because, again, uh, growing up as an American, I don't have the, the football background that many people in Australia have. So, can you tell me what was your earliest memory of football? It would have to be actually probably watching my brother play uh, when my brother was maybe nine years old. Uh, when when you're nine here, you play something called tackers, um, which is like the earliest stage of football in junior footy. So. Um, my brother played, my older brother, Jack. Um, but actually growing up, we weren't allowed to play football. So some of the girls weren't actually allowed to play. There weren't um, teams that uh, were available for women. Uh, so I guess I started playing when I was 14, uh, which is quite later than a lot of uh, the young guys that, that play here. Um, a lot of people started, you know, Auskick at six years old or five years old. And I guess I was one of the people that um, started a bit later. But I played basketball as well as football, so... I had I had a couple of sports to play as well as footy, so that was good. Yeah, and it's definitely translates. I played bas I played basketball as a kid, and when yeah. I got into footy, it was one of the things I think it really helped uh, translate. The skills are relatively similar. So um, I got to ask. I know you play for North Melbourne, but what yep. team did you support when you were growing up? I supported the Geelong Cats. Um, yeah, I was a big Cats fan growing up. So yeah. Uh, I guess I still have a soft spot for them, but I do support the boys at, at North now. Is there any, any way that you would think about joining the Geelong AFLW or are you, are you a North <laughs> Melbourne person for, for life? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely North Melbourne for life, I think, especially at this point in my life. Geelong's um, down the highway. It's about an hour down the highway uh, near the coast. So it would be a big lifestyle change if I was to move down there. And I'm pretty happy with my life at the moment. So well, that's that's good to hear. So you said you were drafted at 18. So let's let's do a real quick rewind to you. 18 years old. It's draft night. Yeah. What was the first thought that went through your head when you heard your name called being drafted to North Melbourne? Um, I was 
blown away to be honest. Um, uh, when with the ruse expanded, so the ruse weren't here in the infant stages of the competition, but when they came in, they got a bunch of stars. So the Emma Carnies of the world, Jazz Garner, Jess Duff and Caitlin Ashmore, you know, the big names. Um, I guess getting drafted to North was, um, you know, it was crazy because I was about to play with some of the most experienced players in the competition. Uh, and it's funny before the draft, you go through like interview processes with all of the, all of the teams and North probably showed me the least interest um, out of all the teams. So it was the last team that I was expected to go to. Um, but when, when I, when my name got called out, I was, I thought, like it was an amazing opportunity and it was the best thing that was going to benefit my footy as well, which was, which was great. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So, so I got to ask who, who reacted bigger, your, 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 of your parents? <sighs> Definitely mom. My brother was the most excited by far, actually. Um, yeah. Everyone was, uh, yeah. I took actually, uh, I think it was nine of my friends and family. So I had a, uh, yeah, a choir of people very excited for me. Awesome. Awesome. So you're relatively young into your profession, into your professional days. Um, but yeah. so far, um, what's your biggest accomplishment as a footballer? As a footballer? Uh, it probably, uh, I'm going to say, so I'm going to say a team accomplishment because I can't go past um, my second year of uh, footy at North. We made it to, uh, I think it was the pre-elimination final against Collingwood. And it was, when COVID really started to hit Australia. So um, we won the final by, I think it was seven points, but it really came down to the wire and we won. And it was one of the best feelings in the world. I, I cannot describe it to you. Um, it was amazing, but unfortunately two days later, the season got canceled. So we were setting ourselves up really well for a premiership and um, yeah, it got taken away in a second. So but that would have been probably my greatest accomplishment is being part of like a win like that and contributing to the win as well. It was one of the best moments of my career by far. That, that's awesome. And, and that's really, really shows kind of how you approach it, which that's really, really cool to see a team being an accomplishment that you're really, really yeah, good definitely. with. So, so going back to the club, I, I got to ask, this would be great. Who is your best mate at North Melbourne? Oh, my best mate. That's a hard one. I've got a lot of best mates in my team. Um, I'd probably say Caitlin Ashmore. Uh, she's probably, yeah, one of my best mates around here. Um, has been since the start I got here. And um, yeah, I've, there's so many people up there though. I'm really lucky to have so many friends in my team. Oh, that's that's really cool that you've got a great environment there with, with a bunch of older players and some superstars. I mean, what's what's the club rooms like? I mean, is it does everybody get along with each other? Is it is it happy go lucky? Is it are you are you a playful team? Are you a serious team? Like, what's kind of like the rooms like during during a normal day? I'd say um we've got a really good mixture, like a really healthy balance between really serious but really fun. Uh, we've got like our captain, Emma Carney. Um, she's so professional. Like you look at her and you, you're in awe of her, but she also knows how to have fun. And I think she sets that tone for the rest of the team. The club room's always really fun for a game or trainings. You know, everyone's listening to music, dancing, getting around it. But um, when, when it's go time, it's go time. And I think that's the good balance between having fun off the field. Like you love coming to the club because you're always going to have fun. But as soon as it's go time and it's it's game time, everyone just switches into serious mode which is it's a really good balance because I think everyone kind of relates to it everyone 
you know, can embody the same kind of attitude around, which is pretty helpful. Yeah. Okay. And I know with, with, with the women's, unfortunately, you're not full-time pro, which, which I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers every day that it, that it happens sooner rather than later, but yeah. kind of run me through what is a typical day for Daisy Bateman during the season, like say a training day. Yeah. So during the season, uh, we train a couple of nights a week, but I'm, I'll talk through a training day. So I'd get up in the morning and come to work so that whether that be at the club or somewhere else, I'd go to work or um, I'd study at uni. So it kind of depends on my timetable of the day, but uh, say I go to uni at 8.30 in the morning till around 1, 1 p.m. Uh, and then I'd come into the club and work um, in the media team for the afternoon and make sure I cross off um, everything I need to. And then training starts around, we have to be here around 5 to 5.30 and we probably don't leave until around 10. So it's a full load of work over the day and you get home and you're pretty exhausted. Um, but the good thing is you don't really see footy to be a chore or work. It's kind of something that's an outlet and we're just really lucky to get paid for it. So yeah, that's pretty much my full day. Um, it's pretty hectic. Yeah. And then what's what's a typical game day? Like, like how, how early are you at the club? I mean, is it like for like a home game, how, how's kind of your day and during a normal game day? Yeah. So I think if you asked all 30 girls in our team, what they do before a game, you'd get 30 different answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, depending on what time the game is, you have to be at a game two hours before it starts. So if the game starts at 2 PM, you have to be here at 12 PM. Um, and you basically just get to the, wherever the game is and um, you kind of hang out with everyone, you know, talk and, you know, kind of get to know what's going on. And then you eat something, you um, go do, warm up outside some people like to go outside and have a kick I like to go outside and have a kick and then you kind of get taped and worked on by the physios and then before you know it it's go time which is pretty crazy because you go out for warm up and then you come back in and you have to put your jumper on and then you go back out and you're just like oh god the game's starting now so you don't really have a lot of time to prepare yourself but you do at the same time so yeah Okay. So we, so we go from there as I always like finding this out as being a player that picked up the game a little bit later, was there a player men's women's either, or that you kind of model your game after that you kind of feel like you play like. Oh, oh I would, I would love to think I play like, uh, I loved watching Jimmy Bartel growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Watch him at the cats, probably Jimmy Bartel and Gary Ablett jr. Both my, probably my favorite players of all time. Um, I think Jimmy Bartel played a bit more of um, the small forward role that I play. Um, but I definitely like watching his game and taking little bits out of it and trying to model it into my game. Um, but yeah, if I, if I ended up being half the player of, of Jimmy Bartel or Gary Everett, I would be so happy with myself. So yeah, it's good to have examples. You definitely see some all Australian teams for sure. And maybe even a few flags for sure. If you can play like those two great, great players. Um, I know again, it's a short time in the AFL, but who is your toughest opponent that you have played in the AFLW? Um, I would probably say uh, the easy answer would be Erin Phillips. Uh, she's I came up we came up against a um, year one of the competition and she is so strong and so fit you kind of look at you kind of watch her games and you're like okay like 
she's good, but you could probably, you think, oh, I could compete with her. And then as soon as you come up against her, it's a, it's a whole new world. Like she's so strong and athletic and smart. And I think if you've got the smarts and then you've got the skills to back it up, no one's going to ever stop you. So I think she would be the hardest, but I'd actually nominate someone in my own team. I'd say Emma Carney. Um, I obviously we scrimmage a bit at training and verse each other and she's, um, the fiercest competitor. I've never, I've never met anyone that doesn't want to be beaten so much in my life. She, um, would do anything to be the one that comes out on top. And I think that I admire her in that sense because she, um, she's that person at training that pushes you to the limits because she's willing to push herself. So I'd probably say she's been my hardest opponent to come up against, but I'm so lucky that she's in my team because I would hate her on the other team. That's, that's great. So, so going off that, so we go with toughest opponent. Where's the toughest place to play? Where's the one place that you've played games that you're like, man, it's hard to play here. That's actually the easiest answer. Um, this place called Casey Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah in Cranbourne. So it's East and um, it is always windy. I don't think I've ever played a game of football that it's not windy there. Um, it's, Oh, the most annoying place to play. Uh, and we seem to get it in our draw every single year. I think we've played there three years in a row. So I'm hoping this year's fixture does not include us playing at Casey Fields because it is the most annoying place to play. And yeah, every year when you see a fixture come out, you're just like, oh no, not Casey Fields. Just simply because of the wind and the unpredictability of conditions. So that would be the hardest place by far. Yeah, I I keep hearing that every person I talk to down in Victoria that I've talked to says Casey is is not only is it way far out there, it's like in no man's land, but you can never not play in the wind when you play at Casey's and and Melbourne plays that ground so, so well. Every game that I saw them, they play Casey so well. Um, I I love seeing this is that with the growth of women's footy in in all of the states throughout Australia, if you were to talk to a younger you or a young girl, what was the best advice that you would give them if they were looking to become an AFLW player in the future? A hard question. Um, I would probably go back and tell myself just to not really care what anyone else thinks. Um, Just as simple as that. I think I was really lucky because I grew up with a mum that told me that every day just do you and don't worry about what anyone else thinks so I never I feel like if I could go back and reiterate that to myself I would but um I was so lucky but to have a mum that told me that every day because I've seen so many young girls um go through primary school go through high school just caring too much about what people think about them playing a you know a male dominated sport or being in a male dominated industry I think that that um has a stigma in itself in uh, especially in terms of AFL footy you kind of hear about um you know yesterday I did a I did a school clinic with um some little kids in Campbell just around the corner and this little boy came up to me and said oh I saw a video of a girl in AFLW kick it, like kicking it from the goal square and completely missing and he was laughing and he's just he was just laughing and I said oh well well I'm sure a lot of men have done that in their life as well but you know I think that like you kind of have little girls wanting to play footy and, but having like, you know, other people tell them or this is what happened or this is what women playing footy are like and stuff. So I think if I could go back to myself and reiterate that and even my friends just to say, don't, don't care what anyone else thinks, just do what you want to do. Like life's too short to worry about what anyone else thinks because you're just going to waste opportunities. So 
I was really lucky though in saying that because yeah, my mum reiterated that to me every day. So I never forgot that ever. And that's probably one of the main reasons why I'm here um, now, just because you can't, you can't worry about that kind of stuff. Absolutely great advice in my personal opinion. And for me, um, with, with me coaching a team here in town is I'm getting girls and, and I think you can always tell that they're a little intimidated because the guys are around and I go, you just play, yeah. just have fun. Cause that's the biggest thing here is just, is let them enjoy it. And, and seeing the growth of women's footy in Australia is absolutely spectacular. Um, I want to rewind just a little bit and, and go mm-hmm. to North Melbourne season this last year. I mean, for yeah. you, um, kind of what were your thoughts on this? What were your thoughts on this year? I mean, do, would you consider it a success? You may the finals yes you probably didn't go as far as you wanted to I think everybody's everybody's goal at the start of the year is to to win a flag and North Melbourne makes the final falls a little bit short in that first final kind of what were your thoughts on this year's North North Melbourne team and um, do you see a move up next year or kind of what's your thoughts on next season yeah I think um this year was really unique for us out of the three years I've played um we had a transition of coaches in between last year and this year. We had we have different head coaches now. So I think our system changed a little bit um, in between last year to this year. And I think that's why we're all so excited for next year because we've kind of, by the end of the season, we got, you know, we were starting to play the way we really wanted to play. Uh, we played here at Arden Street against Fremantle just before the final series and we won by one point against one of the best, you know, oppositions in the league. And, and we won by one point because we played the way we wanted to. I think I would, I would call it a success to an extent, but I wouldn't say that anyone in, this, in the team is fully satisfied at all um, because I think that we know we can be better, which is why we're pretty excited. So I would say that next year there'll definitely be a step up because I think even our coach now probably feels more comfortable with all of us, has built really good relationships with us that now we kind of have a system and that we can kind of work things out the way we want to. So I think that it's pretty exciting to see where we could go. Um, yeah. So I do think there'll be a step up. Yeah. yeah that, that's great to hear. And, and I know you answered your earlier um, thing saying your biggest accomplishment was a team goal, but do you have any goals personally for this upcoming season? Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Like I think I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I didn't, I, I definitely just want to keep pushing myself and be the best that I can be. I think every year I, I've improved a little bit, especially on the track. I've gotten a lot better at um, standards and knowing what is expected of me and making sure that I tick those boxes. But I think that when you tick enough boxes, you know you can go more. And I think that this year I really want to push myself and get, you know, the fittest I have been, the strongest I have been. And yeah, at the end of every season, you kind of think to yourself, oh gosh, I really want to step it up next year. Um, and I think that's, um, yeah, that's probably what I really want to do. My main goal is just to take that step further and, um, you know, get better at my role for the team as well. So, yeah, it's hard to say, like, accolades or anything because I don't think I'm quite in that league yet, but hopefully one day. Who knows? It's, it's development. You're only three years in. You exactly. still got plenty, you got plenty of time to grow exactly. great from there. I, I want to do this. This is always fun because I, I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm going to give you – you're the list manager for a day. You can bring oh, in any player from the AFLW on to North Melbourne. Who's the player you bring in and why? Gosh, that's a hard question. I would probably say Chelsea Randall from the Adelaide Crows. I think she she's rated very highly, but I don't think she's rated highly enough. Mm-hmm. She's 
one of the most ridiculously talented players that is so courageous. She, uh, like, you know, she patrols the, the halfback line and she can play up forward. She's very versatile. And I think that she's, you know, from all reports, she's a very good person off the field. So I think that, you know, if there's anyone in the league, obviously that's a really, really hard question to answer. But the first person that came to mind was Chelsea Randall, just because I think that she's really talented. Yeah, a very, very good one and, and definitely a, a classy, classy player after everything yeah. that she kind of went through this year. Um, but let's step away from football, football for just a second. I know, um, are you keeping an eye on the men's season this year? And, and who's your favorite to win the flag? Cool. I am keeping an eye on it. I, I have to. That's actually half my job at the AFL. So, uh, it's hard. I, before the bye, I probably would have said Richmond um, because you never know where they, what they're going to bring out after the bye and around finals time just because they're, they're very good. If they sneak inside the top eight, I reckon they're a fair chance just because they have so much finals experience. But they're quite injury riddled at the moment. Um, I think Geelong are probably a good chance. That's probably a you know controversial answer considering he's a barrack for them. But um, they're also a team that have so much finals experience and they have leaders that have been through premierships like Joel Selwood. And, um, you know, they've got, yeah, they've got some really good head, heads on shoulders there. So I think that they're probably a good chance. They'd be my hot tip at the moment. Awesome. And how excited are the people of Victoria that all 18 clubs currently are in Victoria? Uh, honestly, you would not have guessed it. Victoria have been in and out of lockdown. We have been in and out of lockdown for a good year now. So it's the most unpredictable thing ever. But yeah, if you had told me three months ago that every team would have been in Victoria hubbing, I would not have believed it. So yeah, it's very surprising. It has been a crazy, crazy year. COVID is just just thrown curveball after curveball, but I have to give the AFL a little bit of credit. They have continued to stay ahead of it. I'm, I'm so happy this mm. year. The women's season got through. It had to deal with a few issues. They got through. The men's looks like it is going to do the same. We are kind of rounding down to the end. And one of my favorite questions, I love asking this because I always get some really good answers. What is yep. your most favorite game that you have ever seen of footy? Men's, women's, your call. Okay. Okay, I would say probably the, I think it was 2011 or 2010 grand final. It was Geelong versus St. Kilda. It was the men's game. I don't, maybe it was 2009. I'm not sure. It was one of the, in between those three years. Uh, I watched it at home with my family and a couple of friends and Geelong were down at halftime to St Kilda in the grand final and I don't know what happened or what happened at halftime but they came out on top and they actually won the premiership it was I'm so lucky actually to have um, grown up with premierships with the team I barrack for it's like the rarest thing around here. There's so many of my friends that bag for their teams that have, have not seen a premiership in so long. So I'm very lucky that I grew up with, I think it was three when I was at like, you know, by the age of 12, I'd seen three premierships in my, the team I'd grown up bagging for, which was, it's rare here. So um, yeah, it would have been, it definitely would have been one of Geelong's grand finals just cause it was pretty amazing. Yeah. 
This is this is almost really interesting. I I believe that is the 2009 grand final that you're talking about. Yes. That Chapman kicks the goal at the end. Yes. I, yep. Because St. Kilda play, if I remember correctly, St. Kilda plays Collingwood in 2010. Because that's yep. the that's the draw grand final. The draw. Yep. yep. That goes to the next year. So Correct. really interesting that I remember that because the 2009 yeah. grand final was the first grand final I tuned into live since oh, I had wow. re-upped since I got back into the game after I saw it as a kid, I'm kind of odd. I saw it when I was seven or eight, we had a channel called the Fox sports world channel and it played oh, wow. rugby. It played cricket. It played Aussie rules. So I knew about it a little bit younger and kind of differently than most Americans. And then I ran into the local team that I play for the Des Moines roosters uh, in yep. 2009 and the grand final was being played on television. And I watched, that was the first full grand final i had watched as a footy kind of player as well so yeah, yeah. 2009 grand final a really really good grand final in my personal yeah. opinion there you um, go. the the toe the toe poke from maddie scarlet to ablett who uh, bombs it down to the goal square is still one of the most one of the most iconic um plays in grand final history next to i i will i will open it up i know most of my fans know it i am a sydney swan supporter so the Leo Barry mark in 2005 is yes. still one of one of my favorite all-time yep. moments um, in, in grand final history, at least personally. I'm, I try <laughs> not to be too much of a homer when it comes to it. Yeah. Daisy, this has been an absolutely awesome conversation. Um, it is so great to meet you. This, this has been an incredible situation. This kind of came together really quickly. Um, I want to thank you again for this. Please thank Carla for me. That was awesome that she was absolutely. able to reach out and get a hold of me. Um, since, um, since some of the fans are here, are you on social media? And is there any way, if you want to, you can kind of uh, tell us your, your social media so then any of the followers can follow you and, and keep an eye on, on your progress as an AFLW player? Yeah, so my Instagram is just Daisy Bateman. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me as well. It's been really enjoyable and really amazing that you're raising the awareness in the, um, in America, of, you know, about the game. It's an amazing game. It, you know, needs to be publicized more. So thank you so much. True. And then if you get a shot, I'll let you know this. If you ever talk to Erin Phillips, talk to her about <laughs> USAFL nationals. We have a national okay. tournament every year in October where all of the teams here in town, crazy enough, I don't know if you know this, there are 50 clubs throughout the oh, USA. Wow. Yep. There, there wow. are clubs through all out through, there's one in Hawaii. Uh, there's one and, and everything in between. We have a national tournament every year in October where we all get together and it's basically a footy weekend. We start playing on Saturday. Wow. We play through Sunday. There are four men's divisions and two women's divisions. So, okay. so there are, there are a lot of women's teams that are over here. So we, we are definitely trying to help it. In fact, Danny Marshall, who plays for the Western Bulldogs yep. played in our USAFL nationals. So many oh, of wow. us are, are quite, yeah, many of us are quite proud of her uh, for making it over in the AFLW. And I think several of us are hoping that somebody picks her up off the yep. delisted. Unfortunately, we're, we're crossing our fingers over here that our, yeah. our kind of our, our beacon to American footy will get re-signed. Definitely. Yeah. So, so you have a wonderful day today. I know it is still morning over there. You still have plenty <laughs> of, of daylight still to get through. Stay safe over there in those COVID times. Enjoy the footy. And maybe we, we can talk again, maybe once the season gets a little bit closer. Sounds good to me. Definitely. You too. Stay safe. That would be awesome, Daisy. You have a good night. And that is it for our chat here. Fourth and Long fans, we will see you again another time.